Poets had always lived there, the locals claimed. It was as if the house called to its own. Sadie and Betty fell silent as they stared up at the imposing white Georgian house covered with a luxuriant mass of climbing roses. The half-dozen chimney pots on the tin roof were visible from the front. Poet's Cottage seemed to beckon them, as if its very foundations sensed that family had returned. It's unreal! Betty was more excited than Sadie had dared to hope. Like something from the BBC! This was the home where Sadie's bohemian grandmother, Pearl Tatlow, had scandalised the pen-cubbit locals in the thirties with her jazz and murder parties. Sadie had grown up on stories of the exotic furnishings Pearl had had shipped from around the world and the statues with which she'd filled the cottage's enchanted gardens, statues of characters from her books, the hairy scary fairies, the bindi-eye men, Kenny Kookaburra, Maisie M. Magpie, Polly Possum, Harriet Huntsman and others. After enjoying minor fame in the 1930s, Pearl's creations were now coming back into vogue with a resurgence of interest in early Australian women writers. Sadie felt the timing would be perfect for her own book about Pearl. She had dreamed of writing it for years and hoped that coming to Poet's Cottage would give her all the inspiration she needed. Sadie's mobile beeped, disturbing her reverie. She pulled it from her bag. Jack's name appeared on the screen. Well, he could wait. Was that Dad? Betty asked, looking momentarily sullen. Yes, I'll call him back later. Sadie attempted to keep her tone neutral. Betty had been through enough without having to worry about her mother's anger towards her father. But trust Jack to disturb even this moment. Poet's Cottage had haunted Sadie for years. Now, at last, here in touching distance was the house where her mother had played, laughed and dreamed. She could almost feel Marguerite's joy that her daughter had returned. With the exception of that one disturbing incident shortly after her mother's death eight months ago, Sadie had found it difficult to sense Marguerite's spirit in the bustle of Sydney. However, in the tranquility of this Tasmanian fishing hamlet, where you could smell chimney smoke and hear the birds' calls, it was difficult to believe the city even existed. Across the road from Poet's Cottage, hares ran on the nature strip leading to the sea, and seagulls cried above the water. The emptiness and beauty of the natural surrounds was almost overpowering. The house was on the coast road leading out of Pencubbet. Dotted alongside it were a few other seaside homes, some of a similar era to Poet's. A curtain twitched at the window of a nearby house. Between Poet's Cottage and the water, a large graveyard added to the gothic splendour of the coast with its weathered stone crosses and angel statues looking out to sea. Generations of Pencubbet families rested for eternity next to Poet's Cottage. Shelley Beach seemed to utter a wild welcome as the wind lashed the waves onto the miles of white sand. The house backed onto bushland, with rolling emerald hills offering a pleasant contrast to the white stone cottages dotting the harbour. Sadie thought she could have been in Cornwall. After years of shallow-breathing Sydney's fumes, her lungs greedily feasted upon the pristine Tasmanian air. Mrs Jeffries? A large, ruddy-cheeked man in a red-checked cap strode up the path towards them. I'm Jeremy Flannery, the gardener and odd-job man for poets. Pleased to meet you. It will do the old house good to have some life around here.
Hello, Jeremy. Call me Sadie. And this is my daughter, Betty. Betty ignored Jeremy and continued to stare up at the house. I thought I saw a woman at the window, she said. Probably the ghost, copper, Jeremy said, watching her. The house has a ghost, Sadie said lightly, hoping that Betty wouldn't take it seriously. Betty had already been under enough stress with her grandmother's death, the breakup of her parents' marriage, and the bullying she had endured at St Catherine's. Betty may seem to have recovered from her eating disorder, but if she felt too overwhelmed, she might start to deny herself food again. Jeremy laughed. So the village says. Never saw it myself. Still, I reckon your grandmother Pearl refuses to leave poets. Just old hens clucking, but it keeps the kids from breaking into the house, so I put it about that the ghost is here. Cool, Betty said, still looking upwards.